is the Dirty Desperados Podcast. From the cow farm in Lehigh, Utah, to the home studio, Coach Bucky Ryan and Coach Dennis Dobbs. Ah, welcome to the program. I'm your host, Bucky Ryan, here with my boy, the Dennis Big D Dobbs. That's right, here from the farm. And it is another week of fantasy football. We're heading into week six of Dirty D's fantasy football. Man, this has just continued to fly by almost halfway through the season, Dennis. It's amazing, and it feels even quicker. Just a quick apologies to all the coaches out there that of our leave of absence last week. It was very uncharacteristic of us, but we're excited to be back. That's right. Um... Don't want to point fingers, but uh, you know there were certain coaches who were supposed to substitute for uh, for me, but didn't pull through. It's all good. Let's jump to our segments today. What are, what do we got going on? That's right. Today we're gonna recap Week Five, as we normally will. Um, we are gonna have a guest on. We'll have guest coach Mana Angilau. On to discuss his most recent success as he uh, improves as the best team in the Dirty D's League. Putting him at 4-1 and one in the league. And uh, of course, as always, we are going to make our pickums, And uh, we will have our game of the week to talk about. Really excited. Also, uh, check us out. We are now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Anchor app. So we are getting legit here, Dennis. I'm excited about it. This league is continuing to progress. It is. And um, very shortly here in the next week or so, no, within the week, mark my words, the website will be launched. So um, look for that to come out. Should be exciting. Let's go ahead and, and jump right into our matchups, though. Dennis, uh, let's kind of recap what happened here primetime taking a big loss against Rooney Tunes you know only by one point but it was devastating but the big QB goes down yeah I was gonna say it's a tough loss losing by one point but I know I spoke to coach DeGoyer and he said the biggest thing on his mind was having his starting QB who at the time was the number Q, number one QB in fantasy go down, and that was the ultimate loss to this fantasy team. Yeah, um, honestly, if he continued in that game, then it's com- completely different showdown between those two. I honestly think Rooney Tunes just lucky to get out of there with a the win. Um, not a, not his best performance of the season, but a win's a win. Wins a win. The next game we had was Addy versus Philly Philly. And this one this game wasn't as close. No, it wasn't. Um Philly Philly hung in there in the beginning, but as we got into the uh later Sunday games and into Monday and Tuesday, Addy started to run away with it. You know, I mean we said it a couple weeks ago when he made that trade, it it was going to end up hurting the rest of us because now his team tends to be a little more stacked. Do um, you still think that's the case, Dennis? 
I do. If you look at it, a lot of Addy's players that he has, he doesn't even have his two top receivers in at this point with Julio Jones and Devontae Adams and all those critics out there saying, well, Addy has to live with Todd Gurley being his running back too. I mean, a lot of a lot of the coaches that were saying that wish they had Todd Gurley as a running back one on their team with the numbers he's producing right now. I completely agree. And with everything going on with COVID and all the injuries taking place this year with no preseason, um, the running back position is scarce. And surprisingly, Todd Gurley's holding up. <laughs> it is. And then on the other side of things on this matchup, Philly Philly with Lamar Jackson. I know a lot of ESPN analysts have been talking about it, but this might be the biggest bust in fantasy this year. Yeah, it. I would definitely agree with that. You know, put up 27 points. Um, his highest game of the season was his very first performance against Cleveland in Week One, 54 points. But other than that, nothing really special. He did put up 47 in Week Four, but nothing above 37 points after that. Just to remind you, Philly, Philly, and Coach Ward were very hyped on this QB. Enough yeah. so that they drafted him 28th overall. And he's averaging 38.6 points a game. 14th among QBs. That is not a 28th overall fantasy QB pick. The second QB chosen in the draft. Yeah, you'll have to remind me, Dennis. Was it the third round he was taken in or the fourth round? Uh, that would make it the uh, third round. Third round. So, t yeah, took him very high, and it's not panning out for him. Um, kind of that. We talked about it the very first episode, but there was a trend setting in the draft. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was taken. So what did Coach Ward do? Maybe, you know, we had him on, and, and he liked the pick. But there is the possibility there could have been a little panic there to then take a quarterback. And it's not paying off for him. He did make a big trade, though, this week. Uh from Protect This House acquires Ronald Jones for Robbie Anderson. What are your thoughts there on the, the trade? Um, I see it being a decent trade for both sides. I think Philly Philly struggled with the running back position, and Ronald Jones is a pretty decent running back. I think, in my opinion, Protect This House comes out on top with this one. Robbie Anderson's a really underrated uh, fantasy wide receiver this year he if you look at his targets and his receptions they're elite this year and if he can find the end zone a couple more times he's uh top five top three wide receiver this year yeah uh, of course i'm a little biased because i like protect this house but i thought it was a fair trade and i think it'll hopefully benefit both teams if uh, ronald jones continues to perform like he has the last two weeks then he could possibly start taking the majority of the carries there uh, over Leonard Fournette. However, there is talks, and it's not nothing, you know, there's no, nothing confirmed out there, but there's talks that Le'Veon Bell maybe goes to the Bucks after being dropped by the Jets. It'll be interesting to see where he lands up. He's uh, kind of following in suit to his past Pittsburgh teammate, Antonio Brown, and becoming a poison wherever he goes, so... It'll be interesting to see if teams actually take a chance on Le'Veon Bell given the history of Antonio Brown and can see that these players are can be a poison in their locker room and cause a negative effect on the team. 
Do you think this attributes to the recent downturn of the dictator? Um, no. He hasn't been playing Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's been injured, so I, I don't think so. Just that locker room atmosphere, though. Not shaking out well for the dictator. I think the dictator would keep him in line. <laughs> He's more of a Bill Belichick, his way or the highway type thing. Yeah. So I agree. Let's Speaking of the dictator, let's switch over to that game. Uh, recap that Operation Brett Gates, the new team name, takes on the dip, the dictator, um, and Operation Brett Gate coming out on top. That's what she said. <laughs> um, by over 20 points. Your thoughts, Dennis? Uh, it was a good win for Brett Gate, a uh, must-need win for Brett. He's been yes. struggling this past year and to keep his fantasy hopes alive and making sure he's not dabbling in the pancakes and syrup at the end of the season. He he came away with a win, which was clutch for him, and uh, the dictator falls to 2-3. and three. Yeah, that was a must-win for them. Because if, if they don't win that game, they go to 1-4, and four, and then things start to get a little scary. We talked about a couple weeks ago how Coach Holmes was on the hot seat but really, ever since he guaranteed that win against Primetime, um, he seemed to found a little momentum. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can carry that going forward against this week's matchup and protect this house. We'll get to that a little later. But, um, yeah, great win by Brett Gate. Um, on the flip side, though, the dictator, disappointing. You know, has the most points forced out of any team but yet sits kind of in the middle of the road at 2-3 and three right now. Yeah, it's kind of sad, and this team is has been riddled with injuries with Le'Veon Bell, his RB2 going down, and now Dalvin Cook is injured as well and seems to be missing some time now. This team... Yeah, but who's, who doesn't have injuries out there, Dennis? I mean, is there anybody out there in the league who's not being plagued with injuries? Uh, that's a good question. I think, uh, I want to say Mana's escaped it pretty well. I could be wrong on that, but uh, I guess he did face a little adversity with COVID and Derek Henry, but it was just another bye week for him. Um, it, it, a lot of people have been facing injuries this year, some more than others, but uh, yeah, the dictator with Dalvin Cook going down. When you just have it, one of those top running backs go down, I mean, you could ask Coach Harris this. It hurts the team, and it's not fun. It is. One more thing before we switch over to Coach Harris and his team. Um, I just want to comment on the dictator. You know, great starting lineup, but I think this is coming back to the lack of depth on the bench. Um, you know, the injuries. You know, he's having to start people maybe he wouldn't normally want to. Um, not very impressive, in my mind, at least, Dennis. But we'll see if uh, that continues to affect him going forward. Switching over to Garrett's Fantasy. Losing to Protect This House. Big win for Protect This House. Yeah, it kind of says something when, granted, pr Protect This House, their QB didn't play well at all. Matt Ryan was crap. But their defense had 40 points, which is insane for a defense and that definitely made up for the lack of QB and uh, wide receiver. Yeah, and wide receiver struggled there as well. 
Garrett's fantasy um, still hanging tough right there in the middle at two and three. Do you still see this team finishing in the bottom three? Um, I think. Or let me let me re- rephrase that question. Do you still see this team? Do we still have a panic, a high panic meter here with Garrett's fantasy? I like his one game lead on Garrett's fantasy, and I think the thing that you have to think about with those bottom three teams, and I think what's thinking in their mind, uh, Coach Ward's been affected by injury. Coach Harris has been affected by injury. Coach Morgan DeGoyer has now been affected by injury with that going down. I mean, it, what what do you think, Bucky? Do you think the coach's mindset now is, I don't want to be eating at IHOP, or do you think, <laughs> do, what, what do you think? All the coaches are just is? Garrett. All three of those coaches at the bottom of that division. Or I, I not even th- just th- that division. You could throw in Brett in that or the dictator. I mean, yeah, I would have to say so. I, I you know, talking with Protect This House this week at Coach Young, um, <laughs> when when things were starting off scary there against Garrett's Fantasy in the early going, um, he he talked to me and told me his his mindset at that point was he just he couldn't lose to Garrett because that would then mean he's heading towards the road of syrup, you know, and you don't want to travel down that path. It's a sticky slope. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed it is. Um, but yeah, no, talking to other coaches too, it's, I'm hearing a lot of, you know, I don't care how far I get in the playoffs, I just don't want to go to IHOP. Which in my opinion, I'm glad we brought a punishment and we decided on this because it makes it that Dennis, much more Dennis, interesting. Dennis, isn't it just punishment enough to just lose, to be the loser? No, Isn't that humiliating enough in this league? No, I, I think there's the losers, and then I think the main loser, the one that finishes last, should be embarrassed publicly for <laughs> being the last person in fantasy. So what you're saying is you you feel like this is the way to, to publicly shame them. I agree. I think it's going to cause more competition, especially for, quote, losers. And the losers get some competition too, even though they don't have a chance at the playoffs. I I could go more into this, but um, you know we're pressed for time here. Uh, let's let's just recap real quick the last matchup: Tongan Brown Kids Stapler Nation, um, two top dogs going at it, and Tongan Brown Kid pulls it out by five points. Thoughts there, Dennis? Uh, yeah, it was an interesting matchup. It would have been. These two teams were at the top of the division, and I think it would have been interesting. And this might, in my opinion, is a prediction. Uh, these two teams are going to meet in the playoffs in the future. And it'll be interesting to see how this matchup goes when Stapler Nation has Aaron Jones back. Obviously, there's some troubles there with Melvin Gordon, but he didn't have both of those players last week. And. I, I just think these two teams are going to see each other in the playoffs, and it'll be interesting to see when they're at both full strength and can put forth their starters then. Yeah. Um, I tried to reach out to uh, Coach DeGoyer and talk a little bit about Melvin Gordon and you know why you know, if he could you know, shed some light more on that, but he refused to comment, unfortunately. Um, how do you think this will affect him going forward? Um, he'll have to find another player to plug in, but Miles Gaskin is kind of surprising me with it. it, it this was an undrafted 
running back coming out of the draft, and Stapler Nation picked him up, and there's been a lot of great other pickups in the league, but I think this is one of the better ones with Miles Gaskin. He's been a good producer, and although I don't think he can fully replace Melvin Gordon, I think he is a uh, decent substitute for him. Yeah, it's true. There has been talks that uh, Gaskin is on the trade block, though. And we will get into that later, who's on the trade block, who's not. Uh, we went around and asked some of the coaches, but um, I wonder if he, he comes off now with Melvin Gordon going out. That's what my prediction would be. I think if they were to uh, trade Miles Gaskin at this point, they may be running a little thin at running back, but there's other teams that are running thin at running back, and they could get a good price for him, so who knows. We're going to go ahead and kick it to break now. But when we come back, we will have Coach Mana Angilau. Stay tuned. All right, and we are back. Joining us now from the farm, we have the Coach Mana Angilau with the hot, 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 hot four and one start. Coach Angilau, how you doing? Good, good to be good to be on. Glad to glad to be here. Big fan of the podcast and and the show, and excited to to talk to you guys. Coach Angulo, we 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 appreciate that. Um, what do you attribute your recent success to? Well, I I would say just the the team is fired up. I think you know as a coach, I've I've really put a lot of heat on other coaches this year. I've, I, I haven't backed down. I've kind of talked some crap, and and it's motivated my team to to step up and you know put some effort behind the talk and I'm uh, that I'm giving out there. Coach, what what has brought on that that fiery uh, passion to lash out at other coaches this year? You know, I think there was just a lot of comments early on that we're just putting a lot of downers on my team, not only for this year, but years past. And it just kind of lit a fire. You know, I was sick of the crap that was being thrown my way. I think I've always been known as a quiet, nice dude. And, you know, I wanted that to turn around a little bit. I wanted people to, to see what my team was made of. And I think my boys have responded really well with a, a four and one start. Speaking of the fire that's been coming from you, I think the last victim to get scorched by Mana's fire was Addy. Is there any beef there between you two? You know, I never really had beef with Daddy, but he just, he loves just to throw stupid comments out there. Like, <laughs> last night, that, that text he sent to the league, you know, it just made no sense to me. So I just, sometimes I just got to fire back when he's trying to talk crap on my team. And it's, I think it has caused a little bit of beef between the two teams. You know, a lot of respect for, for Coach Wells, but, you know, his, his garbage has got to stop soon. Uh, Coach Angulao, are you referring to when he said that you didn't beat him, but he beat himself when you played? That is correct. Yeah, he, he talked about how his, his team had a bunch of wimps and pussies on his team. And, you know, I mean, I'll agree with him if that's what he's saying. But he, he said he beat himself. But so then I just wanted to let him know, you know, if we had played each other every week, I'd still be 4-1. and one. That is a day. 
which is an interesting stat, and thank you for that. We'll have to see how Coach Wells responds to that. <laughs> Going forward to our next segment, with a quick question for you, Coach Angulao. Who do you see, what team, what coach do you see eating at IHOP at the end of the year? You know, that's a great question because this year has brought a lot of unknowns. You know, you have had a ton of injuries. You've had a lot of COVID-19, you know, what's going to happen with the next game scenarios. And so it's just brought a lot of uncertainty. You know, and at first, my first thought was, you know, I think Garrett might end up there because his team has just been plagued by injury. But he seems to just find ways to win. And if he can get a little bit more healthy, I don't think he'll be at the bottom. But he was my first take. But here's, here's going to be a hot take for you guys. I actually can, can imagine seeing Stapler Nation as a family sitting in the hop eating pancakes together. Whoa. <laughs> and I say this due to the recent news of Melvin Gordon, and it, it just feels like that team has, is, is losing a little bit of steam. And that's my hot take is that Stapler Nation just falls apart a little bit here, and we could possibly see them eating a high hop together. I like it. It's an interesting take. Following up on that, do you really see a 3 and one team dropping below somebody like, let's say, Philly Philly, who's 1-4 right now? You know, I think that's where it makes it tough. That's why I, I took it as a hot take. It's nothing against Coach DeGoyer. It's just more of a, a hot take of recent events. And, and what, what worries me about Philly Philly is you never know if Lamar Jackson – can just turn it on and start going crazy like he did last year. I think that's uh, one thing that worries me as I go to play him this upcoming week is there's just some unknown factors there on Philly Philly, and if Michael Thomas can make his way back into the lineup and produce at a high level, I think he can turn the season around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll leave out that part. Coach, speaking of, of Coach Ward, uh, you have Philly Philly this upcoming week. What are you and your team doing to prepare for this matchup? Well, you know, we've had them, we had them, we have to make lineup changes this week with Russell Wilson having a bye. So we're we're throwing the goat Tom Brady into the lineup, and we're gonna have to rely on him this week to put up some big numbers. Um, but we're just we're just getting the team ready and um, letting them know that we we can't, you know, just look at the one four record and and think it's going to be an easy win. So I'm, I'm letting the boys know that we need to come out and play, and I'm expecting Tom to really step up in his role and, and perform at a high level. Which is great news. Last question for you before we let you go, Coach Angelau. Um, what, what's your overall take on the league and the steps forward that we're taking with the app, the website, the podcasts, different things like that? You know, I think it's great for the league. I think this is really become one of the elite leagues in the nation, if not the world. You know, um, I don't think you see this anywhere else where you have individual podcasts and stats and rankings that come out on a consistent basis. And I think it really puts the league at a, at a high level. And, I mean, you got money at stake as well. Like, this is something you can't beat. The, the Dirty Deeds is, is a legendary league you can't mess with. Coach, we, we really do appreciate your time. Um, before we let you go, how's the fam? We got to know. The baby. 
Oh, the family's great. You know, it's 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 awesome having a little little girl to come home to, and you know, she helps motivate me when I'm kind of looking at the the next game coming up, and she she helps me keep a smile on my face no matter what's going on, whether it's COVID or injuries. You know, the the family keeps me going. That's good to hear, Coach. We appreciate your time, and uh, best of luck this week. Appreciate it. Much love, and we'll, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Coach Angulao. All right, that was Coach Angulao on with us here on the farm. Uh, Dennis, thoughts on what he had to say? I think Coach uh, Mana's in a good mindset right now with getting his team fired up with his fiery speeches, and he's backing his talk up, so I... I uh, I think he's going to have a good week this week against Philly Philly. I completely agree with you on that one, Dennis. And I have to say, I really love the fiery passion from Coach Angulao this season. Really made things spicy in the group chat, especially. That's true. And speaking of spicy, we got trade talks to talk about. Dennis, you went around and were able to talk to each of the coaches about you know their potential players that they're putting on the trading block. What did you find out? That's correct. Not all the coaches gave me details, obviously, about the players, but I wanted to get a little bit more detail on possibly some of the positions that they may be thinking about trading. And we'll start off first with Coach Noble. I asked him, who are some of the players you're thinking about trading and what are some of the positions you would might want and coach noble responded with i'm looking for a running back but so is everyone else and i'm out of the trading market which kind of sounds to me like he would like a running back but he's kind of sticking with the team that he has right now he's out of the trading market that's correct and he's he's not open for business that's what i'm thinking i think he'd like a running back but he's not willing to trade one of his other players. I think he likes his team right now. Okay, I don't know what he's boobing about because he's got like four running backs on that team. He's got Edwards Alaire, Robinson, Singletary, Eckler. I mean, that's more than than some of the other teams have. That that is true. I think Coach Noble is doing pretty good. Maybe he's meaning like an upgrade in running back. I think Robinson is a great running back and someone that is honestly, in my opinion, one of the best waiver wire pickups, if not the best, this year because he's turned out to be a great running back. Yeah, that was, that's been huge for him. Other coaches you spoke to, Dennis? I spoke to Coach Holmes, and he said, which is interesting, this was done last week, and he said, honestly, I like my team and don't see myself trading, but I would consider any trade, which we know he did make a trade this week, which he we did. discussed a little bit earlier. Yeah, Brett Gate does make the trade, uh, sending Mike Davis to protect this house in return for Tanyan, the tight end for Green Bay. Um, what did you think about that one, Dennis? I thought it was an interesting trade. I Protect this house busy this week. They were busy. I understand why Protect this house did this, and I think, in my opinion, I would give the advantage to Brett in this trade just because Mike Davis would have been useless to him 
in a week or two when McCaffrey comes back, so at least he's getting something for basically nothing in Mike Davis. The good news for Protect This House is when Davis stops getting the time, he does have McCaffrey on his team to fill that gap. But if he ever does need a backup, it's going to be tough, especially with the trading of Ronald Jones. Okay, who else did you talk to, Dennis? I spoke with Garrett, and he had a couple strong feelings. He thought that this league didn't trade enough and said that... Uh, it's been blocked a little bit. People get emotionally attached to them. And that in the past, he could only remember three trades ever happening in this league. Obviously, there's been a lot more this season. But he said that he would trade away really any of his wide receivers and is in need of a tight end and possibly a QB and a new coach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we can't help him with the coach part. <laughs> Um, <laughs> QB, he does not like in the Minshew magic there. I don't, I don't think so, not too much. Yeah, the, the wide receiver is a little sketchy there, Boyd and Fuller. Um, so if you're hearing this out there, coaches, Coach Harris, as you could probably assume, is still interested in more trades. All right, switching gears to Commissioner Smith. What did Commissioner Smith have to say? Commissioner Smith stated, I'm looking to beef up at running back. He's willing to potentially trade anyone depending on the trade and if it's the right move for his team. Trying to upgrade at running back, um, which will be even more important now that Le'Veon Bell is a free agent. Hopefully he'll sign soon. And then Dalvin Cook goes down. So yeah, he's going to need a running back. Which would make a lot of sense for this team. Okay, Coach Wyatt DeGoyer, what did he have to say? Again, I wanted to preface, this was sent last week, and his response was he's willing to trade Melvin Gordon, which there might not be too well, many teams interested in that <laughs> trade now. <laughs> he's a little late on that one now. He's looking for a wide receiver, and uh, so he might have to trade somebody else other than Melvin Gordon to get a better wide receiver. That's right. He's got to tell him to... You know, he's got to stop pumping his team full of alcohol, so they stop getting in trouble. <laughs> All right, so he's looking for a wide receiver. Yeah, that would be really good for him because it, it's been pretty rough at that position. Juju has been really inconsistent, and Jamison Crowder has have, been having to make up a lot of the difference, which thankfully for Stapler Nation he has been, but I just can't see that continuing. The Jets are an awful team. Yes, Crowder has had some good games, though, while he's healthy. If he can get the target shares that he's getting, I see him still producing. When he doesn't get that amount of target shares is when he's going to dip, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know how much longer Coach DeGore can depend on that, but, you know, I could be wrong. Okay, uh, Coach Wells, as always, big smack talker. Tell me he, he had something to say. He did. He said, I'm looking for running backs, and I'm looking to give a receiver. I tried to dig a little bit deeper and said, if, is there any is particular receiver? <laughs> exactly. And he said he's willing to trade Julio and Diggs Sanders as well. So some pretty well-known receivers there on Coach Wells' team that he's willing to trade. I wonder if Todd Gurley's performance is going to sway that decision a little bit. I heard from Coach Young that he tried 
to trade with uh, Addy as your daddy. But um, turns out Addy as your daddy wanted the farm in return for a single player. So there was talks of maybe trying to get Stefan Diggs, but just the asking price too high. Um, if I had some advice out there for Coach Addy, as I always do, <laughs> you might wanna you might wanna try and think about, you know, is this trade fair for me and the other team? You know, it's not all about your team, which you know some other coaches would beg to differ. But <laughs> but uh, you know maybe the asking price is a little too high there for <laughs> Stephon Diggs. Yes, trading can be hard in this league sometimes. The last coach we had, obviously I'm close with, Coach Morgan DeGoyer. With that going down, this one's more recent. He would be consider he he's going forward with Cam Newton right now. But he would consider really any trade on his team right now. He's specifically interested in wide receivers and would consider trading any of his players at this point. Yeah. Uh, Dak going down really gonna hurt him. Hopefully Cam can bounce back from the COVID. So we'll see. Good to know. Coach DeGuerre needing a QB out. It is now time for your favorite part of the podcast, Dennis. Pickums. For the record, I just want to say I'm ahead four games now. We didn't get a recap week four. But I, I went four, uh, four and one that week. You did. <laughs> I really sucked it up, and I am terrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, gotta figure that out. Okay, here we go for our pickums. Game one, protect this house versus Operation Brett Gate. Dennis, who you got? This one I think is gonna be a close matchup. Um, protect this house acquired Mike Davis and Robbie Anderson both Carolina players it's going to be a close matchup but I think I think I mean, I'm going to go with protect this house on this one but I, I want to emphasize I wouldn't be surprised to see a Brett upset this week yeah um, I wouldn't either actually it's good. I agree. It's going to be a close matchup. Right now, Protect This House is favored. 185 over 173. Um, I like the pickup from Protect This House, making some trades. Get Robbie Anderson and uh, Davis at running back. I'm going to go Protect This House. Okay, second game. We have Primetime versus The Dictator and Commissioner Smith. Dennis. Who you got? I'm gonna go against my feel goods on this one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the dictator. I think prime time is uh, licking his wounds right now, um, and it doesn't help with that going down. That uh, Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller are on bye weeks. He's forced to start Dalton Schultz, which <laughs> is <laughs> very flaky lately and very up and down. So. I'd be, I'd be surprised if Primetime wins this week. You know, for uh, for once I'm going to agree with you, Dennis. I'm going to go Commissioner Smith on this one and the Dictator. He has had a rough past two weeks, but I look for him to bounce back. 
makes me a little nervous that Dak went down for prime time and the bye with Josh Jacobs and Waller. So I I think Dictator wins big on this one. Next matchup, we got Philly Philly versus Tong and Brown Kid. Who do you got? Would you say this is a must-win for Philly Philly? Um, I don't think it's a must-win just because he's only a game behind both Garrett and uh, Morgan in that division. So it's it's a needed win, but not a must-win. <laughs> not a must-win. Can you imagine going one in five? That's gonna be tough, but I don't see any way around it. I mean, Tongan Brown Kid is hot, hot, hot. So I got Tongan Brown Kid. I'm gonna agree with this one. I think Tongan Brown Kid. I'm gonna predict he wins by 40 points. Whoa, Dennis Stobbs hot take right there. Damn, Dennis. Next up, we got Garrett's fantasy. And I am your daddy. Kind of an underwhelming matchup there. Who you got there, Dennis? Uh, Addy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no explanation, just, just Addy. Sorry, Coach Harris, I'm going with Addy on this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know any way around this. I mean, it's kind of like the uh, Philly Philly Tongue and Brown Kid matchup uh, going Addy. Last game, which is the game of the week, Rooney Tunes and Stapler Nation. Both teams at three and two. Rooney Tunes coming off that nail biter of a win. Stapler Nation trying to bounce back after the five point loss. What are your thoughts, Dennis? Uh, it's an interesting matchup. I think this one's going to be pretty close. Right now, Rooney Tunes favored 165 over 149, but Stapler Nation doesn't have his full lineup set yet. Um, both have key players on buys this week with Tyler Lockett. Stapler Nation's hurting, uh, losing Alvin Kamara, which is the number one uh, running back in fantasy. So it's it's hard with the bye weeks, but I think I'm going to have to go with Rooney Tunes on this one. I think Patrick Mahomes and Edward Zelaya are going to show up on Monday Night Football against Buffalo. Dennis? I'm going to agree with you on this one. Uh, Kamara on the bye. Melvin Gordon goes down. Depleted running back core there. Um... Juju just been a complete disappointment, and he's got to play him in the flex spot. I, I'm going Rooney Tunes. I think it's going to be a closer game than what people think, though. I w wouldn't be surprised if Wyatt upsets him. That is just about going to do it for us here. Dennis, what did you learn this week? I learned that I am pretty good at pick'ems and established a lead. You are good at pickums. What did I learn? You learned about what uh, trade options that the coaches and teams are looking for this week. What we learned brought to you by... The Trail to IHOP. It's a sticky road. That's going to do it for us here. I am your host, Bucky Ryan, signing off with my co-host... The Dennis Big D Dobbs. We'll see you next time, boys.